One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come, come Through, Through Queen. Queen. This is episode ninety-nine point five. I haven't had a sip of wine in three years. Bigger, baby, Broadway, darling. I haven't had a sip of wine yeah. in three years. Yeah. Hi, Brendan. Miss Vanjie. Happy Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. What if I just did? Oh my that? god, that was so scary. <laughs> it was very spooky the way you did it. <laughs> Uh, how's it going? Did the Easter Bunny bring you anything this morning? No. Oh. My contact's like about to jump out of my eye, but... <laughs> like a little bunny rabbit. Uh, we've been gaming a lot. Oh my god, Overwatch is the game to play. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what is interesting? I feel like a lot of the drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race are gamers. Like a di- disproportionate a number. Well, I think that a lot of gay people are gamers because it's an escape from the troubles of everyday life oh. and it's the oppression that we face in the streets. Yeah. In Fun- the streets. Funny we turn to that and then get called the F word while we're playing. <laughs> well, I like th- I like that like on Overwatch people don't seem to be as like chatty. Chatty as like Grand Theft Auto where like oh yeah. it's really scary. Yeah, this is a safer space. That's why I told you like it- Overwatch is very LGBT. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like all of the all of the characters are queer <laughs> in one way or the other. <laughs> uh, but speaking of queer, let's get into this weird queer episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, episode two, season ten. Great. Still, I'm still invested. I'm still like excited to watch. Um, I was thinking about this a little earlier. I'm. I think they need to like, and they probably won't do this, but I think they need to like give us a rest before going into another All Star season. Oh yeah. Let's like build up like the ranks of like who can compete in it, and like it feels like the queens are only getting the queens who are cast are only getting better. Yeah. Um, in their actual season, so we'll have we'll eventually have enough to like give us like an All Stars two type experience, but like wait a little bit. Yeah, nine was great. 10 looks great. 
if we get a great season 11, we'll have so many queens to work with. But you know they're going to rush to an All-Stars 4. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, All-Stars 3 had, like, the highest ratings or something, right? Yeah, but I feel like it's only going to keep growing now that it's on VH1. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, also, it's easier for an audience to jump into a fresh season rather than an All-Star season. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to this one. We have the girls coming back from un- last week's Untucked. And the energy is still really high. It's popping. Uh, Calories asking the safe girls, oh, was it a safe choice to be safe? Or <laughs> what? And then uh, Monique is still upset about the fact that she was safe. Mm-hmm. But then the conversation quickly changes over to Vixen. Yeah. Um, so the conversation changed over to uh, uh, Cracker and Aquaria. Um having the same looks and how Aquaria was like really running her mouth and untucked before yeah. um, Cracker got back. But then Aquaria wanted to play RuPaul's best friends race and Vixen said too vague. Oh my God. <laughs> well, good morning. Uh, yeah. So, and then Aquaria kind of like Kyle Richard, Kyle Richards out of the conversation. Like she ran across the, uh, I know. Workroom. Someone should b- put those gifts face to face, cheek to cheek. Um, I like that this group of queens is talented, but also ready to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And then also we have an amazing narrator this season, Monet Exchange, mm-hmm. is doing a great job. Yeah. Of all the queens, I want to, like, I would want to be friends with Monet the most. Agreed, even though she is a little delusional <laughs> with that. <laughs> but, but it's so funny. And, like, I see myself in the delusion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, you are, like, a proud delusional queen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that's pretty much it for, like, coming back, washing away the Vanjie off of the The, the Vanjie will never be washed away. Well, we did get, like, more Vanjie content in the beginning of this episode. And RuPaul has only been tweeting about Vanjie since... Oh, my God. ...she left. Truly. And, like, Ru is known for not knowing the queens. Someone tweeted, like, oh, she finally remembered a queen's name. (laughs) She can't stop. (laughs) Uh, So, flash forward, mini challenge. Um... This mini challenge was scary. Well, I mean, first of all, Rue walks in the door in a cowboy getup, which not the first time for Rue to do that. Right. I thought we were getting another uh, chicken or what yeah. uh, challenge from season two. But right behind him, Mr. Andy Cohen. Yeah. Also it's... in his finest Joanne garb. It was so bizarre to... The choice... And I tweeted about this, but, like, the choices that they made for this episode when they had, like, an obvious narrative that they could have run with, given the guests. Yeah. They had two Bravo people, which is, like, such an easy thing to make a mini challenge and a maxi challenge about. Yep. But they decided to go for, like, this cowboy thing with Andy Cohen. I wonder... I had a theory. I feel like they choose a lot of the challenges and stuff ahead of time right and then just slot people into guest judge spots where like the scheduling fits it feels like they didn't used to do that like i'm thinking back to like when dan savage was on the like political episode in season four like that made sense yeah but like maybe he has just more time in his schedule i don't know um 
this like quick drag thing I like because like it could go either way for someone. Like yeah. Miss Cracker looked Oh yeah, she looked I was just gonna say <laughs> she looked like pretty close to like normal time drag. I mean, she had a fi- major five o'clock shadow, but like if like in the wide shots, yeah. she looked like herself fish. <laughs> um, Blair looked okay. Calorie. And this is like what they must like, they must tell them like, we're going to have mini challenges, bring these looks for mini challenges because like the looks that a lot of the Queens had for their country looks were so like slip shot, like half, drag that like they couldn't have potentially been maxi challenged yeah do you know what i mean it was very um going to the mall cowboy drag right uh, it was very magnolia crawford no no what was the one who was like i'm from chicago what's her face oh not magnolia crawford (laughs) what (laughs) i know not oh my god um it starts with an m though shit i know this is gonna be embarrassing people are gonna be like you don't know embarrassing mystique Mystique, yes. <laughs> Mystique Summers Madison. Yes. Uh, very much that in mm-hmm. this quick drag. Except when she did it, it was a long, thought-out process. Right. Uh, we got wigs flying. We got Andy Cohen really giving a reading his lines performance. Yeah. I, the people I was with commented that he like seemed to be like, on something (laughs) no i feel like it's him like we've we see this in like when he has to do spawn con right like he he like sounds differently reading a prepared line than like coming up with questions during like watch what happens live yeah um there was the sequence at the end of like this little segment where they were all Andy Rue in the middle and all of the queens around them dancing. That yeah. I felt, I felt like I had taken like an edible, a, a farmerusical. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I keep singing the song. Is that a song Rue has released? Right. I think that it's her new single from I the album Andre. I think it's from America. Oh. That album of America. I thought he was going to go like the middle name country music album direction. Oh. No, I think this is just something left okay. over from America. You know what? I like I used to keep up with all the RuPaul albums and then I dropped off. I think cuz one year he released like a remix album, so I didn't pay attention to that one. Here's the thing. The only ones the only songs that matter are the ones that make it to um, the, show. the show. And then also Peanut Butter. Okay. With Big Free. Which made it to the show in a way with milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Um, so the winners were Vixen and Asia. Which, well, I, I got Asia's win. I didn't get the Vixen's win. Well, the Vixen's win was because all the producers in the room just saw her causing all that drama. Right. So now she's going to be a team leader, picking teams, bossing the team around. Give it, give it to her. Yeah. <laughs> They've made these queens like freestyle dance in a group of people twice already. And it's <laughs> yeah. been t- and like they're not good at it, especially like <laughs> little Blair St. Clair just being flung around by one of the pit crew. Well, I thought that was pretty smart. Just did, like, but like, <clears throat> what, did she request that or did like that just happen <laughs> to her? I don't know. God, she <laughs> that little boy, <laughs> that little boy, <laughs> when he is lost, that little child. Uh, so teams get chosen. I don't remember the exact order of all the, the choosings, but what really jumped out at me 
was when the Vixen chose Cameron Michaels first. Right. Little Cameron Michaels. Cameron Michaels, the Teddy Mellencamp of drag. You, I mean, she looks like she probably is a horse girl. Well, no, her, like, look, her look uh, during the quick drag thing was like, I was like, oh, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy's gotten more muscles. Yeah. Uh, so Vixen ends up with Monet, Miss Cracker, Blair St. Clair, Mayhem, and Cameron. So it's a pretty stacked team, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of my faves are in there. So that was good. For yeah, her. all of my faves are in there, actually. Then Asia has Aquaria. Calorie gets picked pretty quickly as well. Uh, Yuha, Dusty, Monique, and then Eureka's last and gets to choose which team to go on. And it's basically just because she's loud. Yeah. The other thing I remember was Mayhem was last with Eureka. Which is weird. Why? I Is it because people feel threatened by, like, someone who wins the first thing? Or, like, what is it? Well, you never even know how the judging's, judging, the judging's gonna work. Uh, sometimes, like, if a team wins, that whole team is safe. And sometimes everyone's just judged individually. Right. I think usually this early on on a team, maybe... Yeah. The Their whole, whole thing is, is safe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that didn't make a ton of sense. Eureka chose this team because her big girl sister, Calorie, was on the team. Oh, yeah. They really played up the big girl sisterhood. Which, not, I mean, obviously you guys watched the episode already. Like, you could tell from 10 miles away this episode that the lip sync was going to be Eureka and Calorie. Yeah. They kept on editing them. Like, they kept on showing their sisterhood moments. And then Calorie, they went into the whole, like, backstory thing, which is, like, that's a sign that someone's going to be up for elimination. But when Calorie brought it up, someone was talking about something completely different. And all of a sudden, Calorie was like, I was 340 pounds. I was like, where where are we? I feel like that happened a lot last year, too. Like, they... They slotted in these moments to have, like, a serious conversation about stuff. Like, it happened so randomly. Like, I can't tell if it's editing that it's plopped in and I don't notice it. Or, like, literally a producer's, like, prodding them, like, I think a producer's (laughs) prodding them. Yeah. Like, 100% definitely. Um, so, yeah. I mean, once she brought that up, I was like, oh, my girl's leaving. Uh, okay. Let's have a real conversation about Calorie. Yes. And... I think she is a product of this, like, sort of new style of drag that's very, like, focused on, like, the internet, and there's not much depth there. Mm. Um, but she's not an internet queen. I know, but she's like, Kardashian, yada, yada, oh, yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it really struck me when her and Eureka were, perform- were both lip syncing, like... Eureka has, like, oh, my God, I'm going to sound so dumb right now. But, like, there's, like, a depth to her performance where she, like, gets references and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And Calorie just, like, twerk. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. I have a lot to say about the lip sync. But before we get to that, um, let's discuss the challenge. They're they're preparing (laughs) for it. I mean, they really set it up to seem like one team was going to flop and then it was the reverse. Mm Mm-hmm. 
the highlight of the episode was definitely a highlight of the episode was definitely the return of Alyssa Edwards. Right. Which I can't believe they haven't done something like this sooner. And I feel like this is really setting a precedent. Right. Um, a lot of people have like tweeted this and said this, but like bring back Queens in their field of expertise for, for, uh, teaching things like this because they are the Queens who know they've been in this situation. They've been on the other side of the thing. It makes more sense for like Alyssa Edwards to be there than like Toddy Rockstar or whatever. Bring back Laganja and like pass a joint around. Oh, I wasn't, that wasn't (laughs) going to be my first (laughs) go-to. I was going to say, like, bring back Bianca for, like, a comedy challenge. Mm. Bring back, uh, uh... Bring back Trixie for a talking challenge. <laughs> bring no, back Ben de la Creme for a leaving early challenge. Um, okay. Uh, so, I mean... Also, I like Ben de la Creme now. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad. I was watching, like, I was watching clips from Drag Race. I'm... Fully on board. Good. She's my like favorite queen of Paint all time. You? No, she's not. You're being a troll. <laughs> Paint your lips are gone in the shape of a smile. Uh, okay. We didn't really get to see a ton of how the choreography was working out. Like, what did they come up with? What did Alyssa make them do? Da, 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 da. However, in the moment, Alyssa making them amp up their performances seemed Looney Tooney, but in practice, like. When you really are not in control of much of anything, mm-hmm. like that is what will make you stand out and shine, which like was one of the problems Calorie had doing this challenge. I thought this was very interesting for a couple reasons because in All Stars 2, th- this isn't the same. It wasn't a dancing challenge, but like in the acting challenge where they had to remake the movies yeah. and like her choices were so looney tuny and like didn't work. Who's? Alyssa's. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, she got dragged for, like, her choices in that. So, like, yeah. her telling the queens to, like, amp it up, which makes sense. But also, like, if you think back to then, mm-hmm. like, why would they listen to her? Yeah. Um, my favorite moment, though, was of her telling Cracker to amp it up. And then Cracker, like, jumping out the window figuratively with, like, what she was doing. And yes. All it was very funny. Uh, so, that was good. But then the actual performances... The it's it's no Kardashian the musical. It's no uh, season six musical, whatever that was. It's no airline the musical, whatever. I mean, that this was. is the worst musical. It just makes no sense. And like, it's not funny. Like, I think you have to be really dumb to be laughing at this. Like, Housewives the musical was right there for you. You should have done it. Okay, perfect segue to why does one team get Andy Cohen as part of their performance. Right. It makes no sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's, like, no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. And this, like, everyone was... There was no uniformity into, like... Everyone was dressed so wildly different. Right. And some people had to, like, transform from an old woman to a young woman. It need, there needs to be a narrower... Uh, uh, something involved. Like... Give them wigs that they have to wear. Give them some sort yeah. of outfit that they have to wear and incorporate like you did for previous seasons. Yeah. I don't know. This like this is not something I'm going to be going back to. Right. Not going to rewatch. Like we even rewatched fucking season eight, the Pitch Perfect one. Yeah. That one's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, like even just rewatching this episode, Alex was like, I really don't want to rewatch this episode. Yeah. I mean, 
don't get me wrong. I think season 10 so far is so much better than all stars. Yeah. But this was, I think the musical part of this, I don't need to rewatch, but I like the rest of the episode. Yeah. That fucking, the cowboy dance scene. I want to eat an edible and watch it <laughs> over and over and over. Okay. So we, we have a runway, which is best drag. Which seems a little early in the season to be doing this. I feel like they do this like at the very end. Yeah. And also, then like some of the decisions for best drag here was a shock. Let's go through them. Yes. So starting with Asia O'Hara, who she's on the losing team. However, had she been like had the runway mattered for anything? Right. This besides, is another thing. The runway doesn't seem to matter anymore. It, it, well, it mattered it, to put you in the bottom. I think. Right. But I think Asia had possibly one of the best looks. Even though it was an embellished bodysuit, like, the way it was embellished was unique. The colors were perfect. Yeah, Her hair good. was great. The beautiful, the, the makeup, everything was just, like, all working together perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I, she was one of my favorites. Yua Hamasaki. Um... Her excuse of, like, didn't want to wear the yellow and black thing. Yeah. Sure, it made sense, but also it's the second episode. Like, you're not going to get clocked for that. Yeah, especially... Or actually, you would have, but... I I don't even think she would, like... I wonder... At this point, they had done the performance. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really could have crossed her mind that she would have been in the bottom. Like, even if her team was in the bottom. Right. So, like, why be so concerned? Right. Um... And it, it was funny when Ross said Pika Blue, because that was like a made-up rumored Pokemon when the sequel was coming out named Pika. Like, a, it was going to be a follow-up to Pikachu. Rest in peace, Pikachu, the dog. Uh, <laughs> that was a tangent. Dusty Ray Bottoms. <laughs> Pika Blue. <laughs> you set that up. It's funny that, like, as if I, Pokemon matter. No, I, um, sorry, who? Dusty Ray Bottoms, fine. I actually thought... Dusty Ray, let's get here right now real quick. Surprisingly great this episode. I thought her performance was one of the better ones from her group that was in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And the look was unique, and she pulled it off. I feel like the look is something I've seen before. Mm. It's like, eh, cool Beetlejuice, bitch. Like, okay. Fair enough. I hate Dusty Ray. I wanted her to go home last week. Oh, interesting. Okay. But like if she, if Miss Vanjie didn't go home, we wouldn't have Miss Vanjie. Right. So mm. double-edged sword or whatever. Okay, M- Monique Hart. Immediately read to me Manila Luzon, the big bird look. And Manila has done a Cookie Monster look like this on Drag U. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I okay, so I hate the only person who can pull off these like kitschy looks to me is Manila. Mm. I you, I hate them usually. Yeah. I thought this was okay, and then when the tearaway happened, there needed to be a tearaway in the blue stuff hanging from the hair because it was like distracting and off-putting to me. And was it supposed to be like all real monsters or something? Yeah, I couldn't really figure that out. Like the hair being blonde, if this was a Cookie Monster thing, like screwed it up for me a little bit. And then the reveal would have been funnier if it was, like, a cookie. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It just, like, didn't all add up correctly. Right. Calorie. 
I mean, the the best drag. It was very Chloe Kardashian going to work out. <laughs> yes. This was Chloe Kardashian athleisure. It really was. Like, the wig was Chloe to... Have you noticed how Andy Cohen says Chloe? Chloe? He says Chloe. Yeah. Um, it was very Chloe going to work out. It mm. was fine. Yeah. Eureka's transformative bodysuit. I got to thinking about like how is that transported? Like how does she pack that first of all? And because like I think it's like um you know when you have those lint brushes and like if you do it r- one way mm-hmm. it like fixes it and if you do it the wrong way it gets the lint back onto the clothes. Mm-hmm. I feel like this garment operates the same way. I like you zhuzh it up and then it's all good to go. It like it was fine, but like when she like did the thing with the hands, it's not like it looked cool. I know really. it wasn't that impressive looking. Maybe like in person it would be more impressive looking, but not really. Yeah. On television, um, yeah, I didn't love it. Aquaria. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Like not my favorite, but it's Aquaria's style. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. The vixen. Essentially doing Aja drag. I don't even remember the Vixens look. It, it was like the flame. Oh, yeah. I... Eh. Yeah. It was just like not as good as Aja's redo. And in Untucked, her like wig wasn't fully on half the time <laughs> and it was really distracting. I I don't know if we've ever really discussed this. I, I really noticed that this episode, they have to be doing some post-production tricks with Rue. Because if you pause the screen, Rue's hair, like, um, it's, like, high definition all on the outside, but it, like, from where the hair meets the head is so blurred that, so that you don't see, see the hairline. Really? I swear. Go, like, run, don't walk to your DVR, pause the screen. You don't think that Delta's blurring it in person? (laughs) Also, like, they have her wig starting so far <laughs> like back. The back of her head. It's like the opposite of Teresa Giudice. Yeah, truly. Uh, okay, Ms. Cracker. The, like, the more I think and the more I look at it, the more I enjoy it. I, I don't like... She loves, like, a hairpiece that is, like, odd. Mm. And I don't love it. Yeah. Like... I get it's funny, the cracker, but, like, the rest of the... There's something about, like, her body size, because she's a very short person, Mm. and, like, the length of the garments that she wears, that, like, it needs to be, like, a little higher or a little lower where it falls on her body. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot of real estate on her. Right. So, like, you have to, like, do some tricks. But, like, yeah, sure. Cracker head. Yeah. Mayhem Miller had the Christmas wrapping with the tool... Thing on top i liked it it was very standard but it was beautiful yeah to me it wasn't like it, it seemed to be going in the same direction as asia's mm-hmm. like glam look but didn't excite me the same way as asia's right uh blair st Clair. this was peak melissa joan hart to me why melissa joan hart this like narrative you do with like blair being melissa joan hart of 
drag I haven't gotten, but she, I've courtesy laughed a few times. She really looks like Melissa Joan Hart. I don't think so. I think she looks like a gorgeous woman. Oh. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart is gorgeous, okay. Mm. But she also votes for libertarians. Oh, interesting. Fun not fact. for nothing. She was like the only endorser of Gary Johnson. Mm. Wow. So is that all you have on Blair Sinclair? I, I still like... I can't believe the transformation she goes through. She goes from a little boy, from like an eight-year-old boy <laughs> to like a Gorgina woman. Gorgina. <laughs> okay, little Cameron Michaels in that butterfly, <laughs> Ferngully extravaganza. Um, some people that we follow on social media have said that this is their top toot of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot, I could not believe. Uh, you know, I actually like it. No. You don't like it? I, everything about her is a snooze, a bore fest, like, quit drag and go into Instagram modeling. Oh my god, okay. I liked it. I mean, not my favorite, but I liked it. I won't take that away from you. Monet Exchange. With her... Nene Leakes short wig... (laughs) It literally, she literally looked like Nini showing up to a reunion. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean that in a great, like, I thought she looked great. Yeah. It just, I mean, if this is your best drag. I mean, the sponge was your best drag, obviously. <laughs> you should have just reworn the sponge dress. <laughs> I love her. I love Monet. I was. She made an update to the sponge thing <gasps> that she's been doing promo for, and it like looks a little better. It's oh, on her Instagram. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, so that was the last look for the runway. Before we get to decisions and da 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 da, our guest judges, Padma and Halsey. I thought they both did a really good job. I thought they were both amazing. Yeah, Halsey was a little stronger with the quips. And, like, she and Michelle were having the time of their lives yeah, together. Yeah, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or whatever. Not for nothing. They swerved us. And then, I mean, they've been up since 8.30 this morning <laughs> on this panel. Okay, I unabashedly really, really like Halsey. And mm. what it took me, if you guys are, like, on the fence about Halsey, listen to her song, Strangers, that she did with Lauren from Fifth Harmony. It's you've, the bisexual anthem that we all need. You've brought up that song <laughs> at least five times on this podcast. <laughs> I really, really like it. Good. <laughs> so, Halsey was good with the quips. Padma was great with the critique. Yeah. Which I think, it's kind of like, you know, she's good on Top Chef, even though she's not, like, she has cookbooks, but she's not, like, running restaurants. I find her, her a little, okay, so my thing with Padma is, like, I like her in theory, but, like, sometimes mm. when I see her being interviewed for things, I'm, like... There's some, there's like a cog missing, her but en- she's really good on like a judging panel. It's because her energy doesn't always like match the moment. She's like always doing like her own thing as cool as a cucumber and doesn't always like meet like Carson Daly on his level when she's being mm. interviewed on the Today Show or something yeah. like that, yeah. which like good for her. Um, I support her. Remember when she was briefly one of like the extended co-hosts of The View? Oh, she, she was like, wait, Really? It was, was like her, Sherry Shepard. Was Sherry Shepard back that year, briefly? Yeah, and Anna um, Navarro. Not Anna Navarro. Um, it was when they were trying to make it less politically minded and more like an entertainment oh. show, and Stacey London was one yeah. of them. 
Okay. I thought Anna was part of that. It was like too. the Michelle Collins yeah. season. The time when they like did the Disney. Right. That's Colleen. exactly what it, I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure Padma was involved in that. And I. Okay. We can figure that out later. <laughs> uh, so the lip sync song. I mean, Calorie and Eureka were on the bottom as set Yeah, up. View contributors. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, Calorie and Eureka, unsurprisingly, were the two of the lip sync. I mean, C- Calorie, like, was not checked into the former musical performance, it felt like. And then Eureka, really, like, could you remember a single word that you were supposed to lip sync? It was so crazy. And, like, from the moment it started, they were already giving her the shady Michelle not pleased at it, which I love. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes like the, I don't know if it's like the TV or how it works, but like sometimes the music doesn't seem to be matching their mouths and I can't tell if it's them fucking up or just like the audio editing not being good or some delay on my TV. I think it's them fucking up. Also, these kind of songs are much more difficult to lip sync than like a pop song. Well, I'm, well, I'm talking about the farmer musical, but then also like the... no, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's more difficult to like because it's a lot of like speak singing. Yeah. So you ha- really have to know your words. So then we have "Best of My Love," which is the rare instance of like the song actually matching like what's going on in the rest of the episode, mm-hmm. at least for the farmer musical, because they always use this song like for like pill ads. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't get that. <laughs> no. Like I feel like they use it for like. Um, I don't even know. But like women's like women's health pills. Women's health pills. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like well, well, you got the most of my love. Okay. I mean, so unfortunately, Calorie had no tricks up her sleeve, no dollar bills to pull out of anywhere. Also, you don't. I, I think Eureka here. Eureka here is a perfect instance of you don't need tricks. Oh yeah, to you don't give a good lip sync. Yeah. And like, I think. We, as a Drag Race viewership, the past few years has come to expect tricks to make yeah. a good lip sync. Eureka just was a performer. She, like, this is what I mean. Her compared to Calorie, who I think just, like, <laughs> I think she's a shallow drag performer. Oh, my God, no. Listen, Padma <laughs> said, said it best. She was out of her league. Yeah. She can't swim in the deep sea with oh. the with the, with the... Big girl, she's in the shallow ends. I mean, the one thing with Eureka, which I have to say, is what you have to do as a drag queen, which some queens don't do, is like when you're lip syncing, like you need to move your mouth so much bigger than when you're talking normally. Yeah. So like the like the back of the room could see that you're lip syncing. Yeah. Like Calorie just, just kind of like, and like other, I'm not dragging Calorie, like other queens do this too. I think it's just like. Calorie can be dragged. <laughs> Some of the queens just... I wish you would have put Calorie on your fucking pool. Oh, no, no, no. When money is involved, <laughs> You honey. never believed in her money, enough honey. to put her Listen, in your pool. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so, and then Untucked, we get... It's just, like, Calorie and, and uh, Eureka are going through it. I know. Eureka, like... <laughs> Having a breakdown because people aren't giving her enough attention was, yeah. like, something. And then, like, Calorie went from, like, she went through five different emotions in a two-minute span. She's, like, screaming at the girls for not asking how her judge's commentary was. Then crying and then saying 
how much like crying and like how she wanted to like make Albuquerque proud and then being like, Oh, I love you girls. <laughs> um, the nerve of Dusty Ray Bottoms. You could not believe it? <laughs> to think that she, I mean, like, her look was okay, but like, she came in on her fucking high horse, like, oh my god, I would have been the winner if uh, our team would have won. Which, like, that wasn't the challenge, bitch. You wouldn't have been the winner. Speaking of the winner, we neglected to talk about them picking Vixen. Which it was all, it was seemed purely because she was the team leader, which rarely happens in judging. Right. Like give us give us some deliberation on like how that came down because she wasn't the winner. Like it wasn't the best look. She didn't do the best in her team of performance during the musical. Mm-hmm. So like what did she win at like picking the girls? I guess. Bossing them around. Uh and then like in the last few minutes we had uh, Monique Hart kind of having a breakdown of, like, her mom watching her on Drag Race. Oh, yeah. It came, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and that was touching. And it was weird that, like, Monique was fake out to be in, like, the bottom three. Well, I mean, like you said, they only cared about the looks if they were going to drag them. Yeah. But I feel like there were other looks in that team... I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was... Yeah, she did have, like, the worst look of the rest of her team. But, like, it was clearly not going to be her. Right. <laughs> like, she, the way she was crying as if, like, her life flashed before her eyes, like... But, like, that's a, that's an interesting thing about, like, Untucked airing after we've already, like, seen mm-hmm. uh, the outcome. Like, yeah. obviously she was going through it, but we, as people who already knew what happened, were yeah. like, eh, yeah. you're fine, girl. Uh, So... Should we get to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen this week? Yeah, I think you need to walk us through the Freak, because I, like, don't really get it, but I, sure. There was just a few moments this week where Ms. Blair's St. Clair... The Melissa Joan Hart of drag. The Melissa Joan Hart of drag. Vote for Gary Johnson. Uh, she came into the show as the Broadway baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know where she self-declared this title because her performance like rule number one when you're performing she was looking at her other people on stage way more than she was looking out at the audience Mm -hmm. like she was clearly the worst performer of the group and like for someone to be like declaring themselves as a broadway performer I think, like, she means Broadway babies like she likes Likes Broadway Broadway songs and maybe she'll lip sync to like yeah, Chicago. And then, like, when they declared her team the winner, she starts crying. Like, is that out of pride or just like, oh, we're safe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So it just, I feel like she was a little loony, and when she was getting flung around <laughs> by the pit crew, I've seen gay people on Twitter being like, "Oh my god." Blair St. Clair is, like, so hot. Which is, like, so weird to as me. a little boy? Or as right. a, it's the like, grown woman? It's, like, this, like, really fucked up, twisted way oh of, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, there's... I, I just don't see it, but, like... Oh, and her dance steps, like... What, <laughs> Alyssa Edwards calling her Pinocchio with the, with the no strings. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. Our one true queen. Um, oh... Miss Vanjie. I mean, 
when we recorded the first episode recap, we were just on the heels, so we didn't really know the sensation she was going to become. Miss mm-hmm. Vanjie's all anyone's been talking about. She's been incorporated into every <laughs> meme. Yes. Like, we've got Call Me By Your Name memes. We've got, like, that cat that meows at its uh, owner memes. We've got, like, every single meme. So, it's really great that she is thriving after being kicked out first, because a lot of people get kicked out first or just kind of, like, made fun of for the I mean, rest of their careers. It, it's her and Shangela as, like, the most beloved out-first queens that we've got. Yeah. Although, we got a field report that her live performance still might not be up to snuff. So, hopefully, they delay the all-stars a little while for her to come back. Yeah. Or just like bring her back on season 11. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so that is it for this week. Guys, this upcoming week, we have a friggin' oh my God. <laughs> crazy schedule. I mean, we've, we've got, got Potomac. We've got Atlanta. We've season got, finale. We've season got, finale of Summer House. Oh my God. We've got season finale of Summer House and Summer House reunion. Oh, is it that? Aaron I read same? somewhere that it's Monday. This is the season finale, and Tuesday is the reunion. They showed a clip of them in the in the clubhouse. They're in the clubhouse for yes. it? Yes. Oh, you didn't see Alex's little uh, workus meme this morning? From no, the reunion? I, mute, I muted him and no, you. No, you did it. <laughs> I actually did block Connor. Um, We've got Vanderpump Rules. We've Vanderpump got Beverly Rules. Hills. And, of course, New we've got... New York! New York Broadway, baby! So... Tune in um, this week. Spoiler alert, we're probably going to speak about New York for most of it. I would say 45 minutes New York, two minutes each for the rest of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> so that should be your priorities, watching New York, obviously. But uh, you should subscribe to us, leave a review. You should follow us on Twitter and Facebook, join the Facebook group. Some A, a bunch of people came in this week, so you guys are listening. Posting um, it. We had some good field report. We got a great oh, field report from oh Sir. Oh my god, guys. And then we've got a great field report from Erica Jane's book signing. Two great field reports that you can only see by joining the Facebook group. So run, don't walk. Uh, with all these shows coming up, you could give us a call, 717 freak It's also our 100th episode, so perfect time for you to call in. Oh my god, 717 freak Are we going to pop champagne for our 100th episode? <laughs> oh my god. We're, we're also record. We're... Uh, we got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording two episodes in one day, bitches. <laughs> so you can follow Brennan at, at not Brendan. You can follow me at IDKIDK. And you can like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please. Retweet. See you later this week. Happy Easter, little bunny. Little bunny. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.